Okay, let's be honest. We have so many social media platforms to choose. We have YouTube, we have LinkedIn, we got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got Instagram, we got, we got a whole bunch of them, all fine for people's attention. So us as creators, how do we stand out? How do we get those eyeballs to us so people can see our amazing content and fall in love with it, subscribe, and really grow our own community? Well, these questions will be tackled on today's episode of Tube Talk. Let's do this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I'm your host. I am a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, where every day I help creators big and small understand their strategy, understand their channels, get more subscribers, more views in less time. So on today's show, I want to help you really stand out above that crowd. And joining me is Todd Bergen, known as Todd.Live on all the social media platforms. Todd has been there, done that, bought the shirt, made the shirt, sold the shirt. He has got a lot of knowledge to share with us. Todd, welcome to the show. Moran, thank you so much for having me on. It's a great pleasure to uh, collaborate with you again. So let's give people kind of the quick, who is Todd in a tweet, as I like to call it? What's the, what's the quick high level? Who is Todd? Oh, man, I, I don't even know that I could do that. It's, it's more <laughs> like uh, who is Todd in a day? Because <laughs> um, it's going to take me a day to explain. But I'm, I'm basically, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I am a recovering attorney. I tried to fit into the career type uh, mold. It didn't work the way I wanted it to, but I left on my own terms. Uh, I've done a lot of different things, starting with eBay in 1998, sold a million dollars worth of stuff over the years over there. Uh, I've been an internet entrepreneur ever since 1998. Um, live video and podcasting, which is pretty much what I do now. I got started with live video first and, and got into podcasting. I've got two daily podcast shows. One focuses on Instagram marketing called Grammar School. Uh, one is called Entrepreneur Live Video that focuses on, of course, live video, mastering my craft at uh, internet broadcasting and helping other people master their craft as well. That's kind of the key message with you. It's, you've always been a helper, a teacher. Is teaching kind of your thing? Do, do you kind of see yourself as a teacher first? Yeah, I, you know, a lot of it's lead by example. You know, I, if, I, if people see me doing things, then they want to know how I did the specific thing. Um, and so a lot of the coaching clients that I get, they're like, hey, I saw this and this is what I want. Or you sound great. This is what I want. I've actually built um, podcast studios and live video studios through Zoom. Uh, connecting with people in other parts of the country. I haven't actually connected with people in other parts of the world yet, but it, within the United States I have, um, and building awesome studios through Zoom. Um, so it's really kind of cool. I love talking to people about who I like to learn from so that they can go and discover these creators as well. I spend a lot of time learning from Owen Video. I mean, he if there's anybody out there that I look to in live streaming as uh, somebody who's pushing the envelope in ways that I want to make sure that I see and can learn from. It's Owen. And I, I share a lot of my thoughts on Owen, uh, Stephanie Lou, Ross Brand, um, Nick Nimmin. I mean, there's a, I've got a whole list of people. And, and the last thing is about it's, it's community. So I think a lot of people have into their mindset that because we're both doing the same content, 
we must be rivals. We must be enemies. We must be competitors. And that is absolutely just such a shocking mindset to have. When you have a local community, you only have so many people that are going to drive to your location and visit you and spend money. Right. On the internet, we have the whole world as potential customers. And we reach the entire world. There are no limitations um, when it comes to uh, getting work. And the, the amount of people coming into digital is endless. And there's more than any one of us can handle. And there's probably more that all of us together can <laughs> handle. As, as time rolls on, there will be new people that pop up to, to help carry the weight. But when you have the whole world as a potential customer base, you can engage with your potential, if you want to call them potential competitors, in, a, in an entirely different way. And instead of competing and, and, and being a rival like you would be if you're a brick brick and mortar store and another brick, you know, your rivals down the street and another store, it's different. When you're local and you're small and you're dealing with competitors within your own local market there, I think it's, it, it can be different. I mean, I loved your story that you and I were chatting at one of the events where you were telling me about how someone was so scared of going live and you said, forget it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was at Social Media Marketing World, uh, hosted, of course, by Michael Stelzner and Phil Marchand and, and a wonderful show. Um, but I was at the one of the tables. Now, for your audience who doesn't know or hasn't been to Social Media Marketing World, they have a big conference room with lots of tables and the tables all have numbers on them. And then you get a, um, you get a chart or a, you know, a legend for the room, so to speak. And, and you look up the number and you can say, okay, table number 75, 76 and 77, those are all for the live streamers. And so you can go sit at that table and you'll be around people interested in live streaming. Usually there's a few live stream guru types. You just go and you chit chat and you have some fun. And yes, I was having lunch one day and, um, a, a girl from Michigan, I think it was, or Wisconsin, somewhere cold, um, was in town and we were talking and she said she had never live streamed before and she's really wanting to do it, but she said she had all these objections. And I said, well, what are your objections? And she says, well, I don't have anything to talk about right off the top. And so I just attacked it in a way. I said, okay, so you're from, you're from Wisconsin or Minnesota. Have you ever been to San Diego before? No what's the weather like there right now? It's snowing. It's awful outside. I said, what's the weather like here? Sunny in 77. What do you think of the weather here? She says, it's awesome. What do you think of Michael Stelzner's event? Who have you seen so far? Well, I've seen Sue Zimmerman and Chris Stucker, and I think this event's awesome. I said, well, I've just given you now 15 or 20 minutes worth of stuff to talk about <laughs> easily. Turn on your phone and go live right now. What, what, what uh, apps do you use? And she says, well, I got Instagram. I said, perfect. Instagram live. Go live on Instagram live. And she did it. She was a little apprehensive. And, you know, it was all family mostly that came in, but everybody was cheering her on and having a good time. And she was talking about it. I got on the camera for just a minute and told him I put her up to it. Her husband was very supportive. She gets off the phone and she turns and looks at me and she's crying. And she's like, that's one of the coolest things I've ever done. <laughs> I didn't get her name, which kind of makes the story better. I, I don't, better, I, yeah. I, I, I might've gotten it if it's lost in my notes or it was a big moment for me um, that I, I changed somebody's life during my lunch. It seems to be, you can go live on Facebook. You can go live on YouTube. Of course you can go live on Instagram. Now LinkedIn is, is opening up a live platform. Is everyone supposed to be a broadcaster? Do you think everyone has a message to tell or do you think we're going to be seeing a lot of spam? Well, I mean, I, I think you can look to YouTube as, as an example um, of, for an, an answer to your question. I mean, YouTube is filled to the brim with junk. But people like Sean Cannell, Nick Nimmin, 
um, you know, still Roberto Blake. I mean, you know, if you're providing immense value, then people are going to find you and they're going to subscribe. And that's what matters. Um, I remember when Sean Cannell's Think Media, I think, was uh, under 500,000. And it seemed like uh, the next day we were pushing 800 all of a sudden. You know, they're, they're, the consumers are out there. They're savvy. They're going to find what they want. They're going to subscribe to what they want. And it's the same thing with live video. The, the difference with live video is, is that people don't really... I don't think they really search for live video the way they search on YouTube for uh, the recorded content. They're scrolling a feed and they, they find it and it's like, oh, I'll go in. Um, you know, we have our way of sorting out our content and figuring out. And I think that actually helps the good live streamers, the live streamers that are pushing the envelope and doing amazing things. And, and I like to think I'm one of them, um, but my problem has always been consistency. I haven't yet... Uh, I can do amazing things in live video, but I haven't even yet in three or four years established myself as a consistent live streamer with a consistent show. So I can point though to uh, Stephanie Liu and Owen Video. I think the two of them, you know, these people are are, are consistent and, um, you know, they partner with brands or they don't, but they, they create um, variety shows that stick and keep people interested and um, you know, they go from a, a news, a 15 minute news segment to a 10 minute uh, trivia segment to a half hour interview segment to, a, you know, maybe a housekeeping segment and they move the show along beautifully and uh, keep the viewers until the end. And people are going to come back to that as people discover it more, their audiences are going to continue to grow. At the end of the day, curated content from a pre-recorded stuff versus live is just different. Once you kind of pre-record, it's beautiful, it's edited, it's scripted, it comes out as a perfect show, and there will always be a space for that. Live is just, it is what it is. It's just going to happen. You know, it's not going to be perfect. It will be shaky at points. Maybe you'll lose audio at some points. And you just roll with the punches. And I think people actually appreciate seeing the real creator. Do you not find that we might be facing an issue where because it's only one, one timeline, there's so much competition trying to vibe with those eyeballs that we're just going to get lots of. So quantity over quality. What do you think? I, I think that, yes, you're completely right. We're all fighting on for the one feed. Um, it's tricky on all of these platforms. And, um, and I've actually taken a big pivot. I attended Kajabi Summit. Um, it was called Impact Summit here in Irvine, which was wonderful having it right down the street from my home. Kajabi and uh, there's been a couple things, but the Kajabi really was a moment for me where I really started thinking about my website in a different way. They offered this thing called community, which is basically like a Facebook group within your website that's you, you can put a paywall in front of and, and require passwords and that sort of thing. So it's not open to the public, but it, it's, it's for truly interested people to come and go from. Um, and, and I'm looking at my website a different way and um, trying to make that the focus of everything I do now. I was watching somebody, I, I, it might have been Brendan Bouchard um, at the Kajabi Impact Summit. Say it was somebody and they said, if your website isn't up to snuff and you're not leading people there with something to sell them, stop everything you're doing, all content creation on all platforms, go and focus on your website until it's ready for sales and then go back out and start funneling people into the website. But you need to have every I dotted and T crossed 
um, before you go out and do that. And so many people don't do that, including myself. I went out and just started creating content on Instagram and, and Facebook and all these other places, not really having somewhere very well designed to send people. And that's changing for me big time. Where we're evolving as a business, where we're evolving as a kind of internet digital community, do you find that we're so fragmented or? Well, it, it's interesting. And I, I don't even know how to explain it because I don't know that I've given it a whole lot of thought. But I, I'll tell you, when a major YouTuber like Nick Nimmin, who is crushing it without podcasting, contacts me and says, who do you have to edit podcasts? And he, it, that tells me he's looking at podcasting as an option, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting because podcasting is an old technology. But you've got these major YouTube uh, uh, presences that are looking. I mean, Nick's not the only one. He's the only one that's contacted me and asked me that question. But, but I, I know there's other uh, major LinkedIn personalities that Definitely. are getting into podcasting. And, um, you know, the interesting thing about podcasting is, is that, like you said, people are listening, they can do other things. But, you know, the bulk of people are listening to a podcast with their earbuds in you really don't know who's out there and it's not always easy to move those people to other places, but I know they're out there and I know I'm having an impact on their life. I have a heat map in Simplecast that tells me uh, where in the world people are downloading from and how many episodes, you know, these various places people are downloading from. And I've got people on every continent except for Antarctica and I'm always checking for a a blip on Antarctica somehow. (laughs) Um, You know, maybe somebody in a weather station down there will download at some point, but um, you know, I'm having this amazing impact. I'm filling a room at 500 to 700 uh, downloads a day. I mean, I'm going to come to the conclusion that I have 400 to 500 people downloading on a daily basis. And that's an amazing impact. People are listening to me from five to 15 minutes a day in the, with their headset or in their car. Um, I'm filling a large conference hall 365 days a year. It's an amazing thing. And, um, the, the connection's personal because most of the time, in fact, I haven't had a guest on either of my podcasts in over a year. So they're listening to me all, you know, for the entire duration of the show. Um, they're getting to know me and they're coming back for more. And I think in the long run, I mean, it's, it's hard to measure how it all plays out, but it has to be good. And I think other people out there that are fighting algorithms in various places, I mean, there is no algorithm with the podcast. You subscribe, you're going to get the download. Um, so it's a great way of getting content out there one-on-one. I talk to my crowd as though I'm talking to one person. I treat each episode as though it stands on its own, very rarely referencing other episodes. Um, and I just have fun with it and, um, and people respond. Um, again, it's tough to measure the results. A lot of businesses that are going to look at it and say, okay, what's my ROI? Well, okay, what, what do you want in five years? Um, look at it as a long game. for me, it's a resume enhancement. I mean, people hear that I've got five, over 500 episodes on two daily shows, and all of a sudden, it's like handing somebody a book you've written, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I watched Chris Strub one time. He was at VidCon, and um, he uh, went upon a booth that was interviewing people, and he said, hey, I, would you like to interview me? And they said, well, you know, who are you? And he handed them a book, and they just went nuts. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, podcasting is a great thing, but I do see consolidation. For me, I've been all over the place. I don't care about Twitter. I don't care about Facebook. I care about LinkedIn only because they've added video. And I think that LinkedIn offers opportunities for creators to connect 
with the workforce and, and people in office environments who are starting to look less at resumes and more at online presences as a, as a, a um, as a, uh, an indicator of what somebody brings that they might want to bring on the team for a temporary uh, contract job or something more long-term. Uh, it might be a shocker to your audience, but all, all of my paid clients since I've been doing any of this found me on Instagram first. Um, and, and so Instagram has been valuable to me. Um, and, and the people that are finding me, all of my paid clients are mid forties professional women who are knocking it out of the ballpark, who want to cut the time and the trouble out of getting to where I can get them. They could, these are people that can figure it out on their own, but they make, they make enough money on an hourly basis that it's actually, it, it makes sense for them to bring me on board and just get a job knocked out. And they're, and they're finding me there. I mean, you know, people think that Instagram is for kids. No, I don't think so. Not completely. Um, but yeah, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, and my website. Those are my focuses. So Todd, before we kind of wrap up, um, I can see your focus. I love that point that you made, by the way, of your resume is your online presence. And people will simply do a search and go, wow, this guy can deliver. This girl can really deliver an amazing set of values, an amazing set of knowledge, amazing content they're going to be a big asset to my company versus where you got a college, which course did you do? Because that just simply doesn't really paint a true picture. Strong emphasis of why we should all be creating some sort of content and it's never too early to start because you will suck at the beginning and you'll get better and better the more you do. As we wrap up, Todd, if people want to find you, you mentioned a whole bunch of places where you're available what is a good place? Where should they connect with you? Well, obviously my website. This is one of the beautiful things. When people, <laughs> when people meet me and they say, well, so what do you do? I say, well, I'm Todd.live. And they're like, is that your domain? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, whoa. whoa. When you can make your domain your name, uh, it, it can be an amazing thing. And especially if people type it on the internet somewhere and it turns that into a hot link, uh, even better. Uh, if you just want to chit chat for a couple of minutes, uh, my favorite place to do that and where you're going to get the fastest response is Todd.live on Instagram. I, I use Instagram private messaging like it's a text message service. Um, and there's a benefit to that as a little tip to your audience. When you use Instagram as your text messaging service, the private messaging there, uh, you build deep connections on Instagram and your follower count uh, goes up and the, the quality of your followers goes up. All right. Fantastic. And if anybody missed any of those links, they of course will be in the show notes below this episode. So definitely go and check it out. And if you are new here, don't forget to hit that subscribe button because you never want to miss these episodes of Tube Talk, of course. And do me one favor. We all know at least one or two creators out there that's really struggling to understand what their next step is, could really use valuable information like this. So share this episode with them. And make sure we all connect because at the end of the day, we're just one big creator community. Todd, thank you very much for your time again. Thank you too, Laron. It was a great pleasure to be on the show. I'll be here anytime you want. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.